Hey everybody, welcome back to the Retail Ready Podcast. We're on episode number two and I am joined by Matthew Slavinka. Matt is the founder of Digital Stand. He is an expert when it comes to social media and promoting brands. He saw the opportunity in 2013 and even back then people thought he was crazy. He has created this business now which helps brands, individuals and businesses grow their social media presence via all different platforms. In this episode, we discuss social media, what good looks like, what platforms should be generating brand awareness, how social media proves valuable insights to your consumer, and we also discuss the up-and-coming platforms which you guys should be looking into. Just unbelievable knowledge bombs dropped by Matt in this episode. I learned a lot and I hope you do too. As always, please leave a review and let me know what you think of these podcasts and enjoy episode number 22. Welcome to the Retail Ready Podcast, hosted by Ben Wyatt, your destination for product development, food trends, and some serious knowledge bombs about the food industry. Thank you very much, uh, Matthew, for giving up your time on this uh, wet Wednesday morning in Melbourne. Um, how's everything going? Yeah, everything's well, Ben. It's uh, it's a pleasure to be here. But yeah, no, uh, everything's going well. And uh, 2019 is proving to be an interesting but very good year. And I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, diving into that and asking you a few questions so that people learn about who you are and what you do. But for the people listening, I'm joined by Matthew Slavitsa from uh, The Digital Stand, which is a company you created, I believe. And uh, can you just introduce yourself, Matthew, and kind of what your business is and uh, a little brief introduction about who you are? Yeah, no, for sure. So started the business back in 2013, um, started primarily as a uh, social media agency, and I uh, sort of marketed ourselves or marketed the business as a pure play social media agency. This is sort of back when I thought social media was going to be the future of marketing, um, but it was also back in the time when most people were questioning, uh, I guess, its viability as, as a platform or a platform to engage the consumer. Um, since 2013, I've continued to build the business, but to build it, to evolve it, to uh, managing and attracting clients and or revenue for our customers. So really doing uh, the customer journey mapping all the way from awareness, consideration to decision, and then ultimately influence. Um, I have a fairly strong sales and marketing background myself, having you know worked in this area and domain for probably close to 25 years. 26 years Um, and I just have a natural uh, interest and disposition towards communication and of course social and and digital and data as it sort of relates to all of those things. That's interesting so 2013 which is not long not long ago to be honest and how things have changed in this short space of time and what what was the catalyst that you saw social media being a huge impact in communication getting brand awareness etc like what what was the trigger there yeah no that's a that's a really um it's a really good question so i think you know i look at um there was a couple of things that sort of occurred on the landscape and this is um before i began the agency there was two things that um you know uh were really catalysts for me one was the dollar shave club if you've ever heard of that yeah uh, very powerful yeah yeah yeah, and there's another um, organisation called The Audience, which has actually okay. s- since since been sold. But uh, that was a fellow who'd left 
Disney and then decided to, um, I guess, contract a number of uh, celebrities who had no social media agreements in place because social media at that stage was still so new. Um, so that was a, that was a very interesting tangent for that business. But the Dollar Shave Club was probably a very strong catalyst. I mean, if you know Michael's, I think it's Michael Dubin, if you know his story, um, he effectively started that business with, I think it was a $20,000 website and a $5,000 video. And within right, 24 wow. hours of, yeah, 24 hours of him launching that business, I think he had something like 10,000 uh, new customers and it actually crashed the platform. It crashed his oh, website wow. as a consequence. You know, not too long after he was venture capital funded. And I guess when I saw the acceleration of what Michael did with the Dollar Shave Club and that particular video and how, you know, in a very short time, he was actually on the radar of firms like Procter & Gamble. Um, you know, he did that all through social media. And yeah. it, it was probably, that was probably the catalyst for me to say, you know, this is a very different marketing capacity uh, or capability. And you can actually start with a much smaller budget than you've ever been able to in the past and disrupt a market and obviously, you know, create your audience and market. And so that was a, that was a pretty big catalyst for me at the time, Ben. Fantastic. And then how did it, so 2013, you, you, you had the idea, you, you've created your, your company. Where, where did it go from there? Did you focus on just one platform in particular? So I'm guessing Facebook was probably the biggest platform uh, at that time. And then just kind of reached out to, was it small brands or did they come to you? Or was it, did you get a contract with a larger brand um, who knew the power of social media? Yeah, no, no, that's a, that's a really good question. So where it branched from there was, uh, I think, you know, one of the things for me is I've always wanted to deploy best practice um, in this field. So I actually headed off to New York, attended a summit, listened to some of the world's uh, leading marketers and brands, whether it, be, where it was, you know, Procter & Gamble was at the summit, McDonald's, a whole range of different organisations, and understood what best practice actually looked like in the social media landscape. Okay. And this was that was at the New York summit. But when I came back to Australia and obviously began the journey of the business, um, I had a natural um, background in sort of medium and enterprise client space. Yeah. Um, so that was really the first target area for me because whilst some of them were dabbling in it, there was a lot of organisations that actually weren't um, or, or probably didn't see uh, the potential yet of social media. So a lot of my early conversations were around you know, really, they hadn't, I guess, they didn't share my vision that in terms of, you know, platforms, social media was going to grow and be a good mm -hmm. marketing channel. But I, I ended up working with a client in financial service, a second tier mutual, and I convinced them to give it a shot. And, um, you know, we started doing their, their marketing on Facebook. So that was a, one of the very first platforms we used. Mm. And we started to get uh, tremendous results. You know, um, in comparison to everything else they'd run, um, it was outperforming everything everything that they were doing. Oh, wow. You know, with probably, to be frank, you know, a quarter of the spend, if not yeah. less. Um, and, you know, really from there, once I had that case study and that, that proven test point, I was able to use that to actually start to grow the business with other organizations as an example of where success or what success potentially looked like on these platforms. Um, so, but, you know, getting that first client probably took about, it probably took about six months. Um, so it wasn't an, an easy road back then, but now we've, we've sort of evolved quite considerably where 
the question is probably no longer from brands, you know, um, is, is social media effective? It's really how can I be effective utilising social media? And that's how the dynamics changed. Um, we use all of the platforms. I mean, and at the end of the day, you know, I'm pretty platform agnostic. So what I mean by that is we're marketing to people. Uh, typically, we have, you know, two or three platforms we all use ourselves. And, you know, just because I reside on LinkedIn and Facebook doesn't mean I'm not interested in your business content on Facebook if it's positioned to me in the right way, if that makes sense. That's interesting. And that goes on to my next question where, say, we have a lot of small businesses and medium businesses and even large retailers, to be honest, listening to this uh, podcast. And you you work with numerous clients. I've seen on the website that you've got some great names uh, that you've worked with. What what would a strategy look like from day one when a, a business or a brand comes to you and kind of goes, we're struggling to engage um, an audience or we want to build an audience? Um, what what would that look like uh, coming over to, to, to your business? Yeah, no, that's an interesting question and a good question. So, the first thing we try to define very, very early in the in the conversation is what the business is trying to achieve. So, you know, if we're going all the way to the moon, how do we work back from there and say what are the components that will actually make that work? Uh, critical to success is actually understanding the buyer persona and, and who it is they're actually targeting, mm-hmm. and what the demographics of that data actually look like. Once we understand who they're targeting, what we'll do is then spend a lot of time on the social media platform actually looking at their target persona and trying to identify um, areas of interest, language that they use, uh, pain points, you know, the typical things that relate to their business and how we sort of undercover, you know, what that particular person or persona is is trying to achieve and mm-hmm. how that actually aligns with the company or brand uh, that we're working with. Um, from there, we do some modelling in terms of audience sizes, um, and from from that point, once we've built some audience sizes and some audience testing capability, because we don't just build one audience, we might build up to 20 audiences for a client, okay. um, and we continually test all of those environments looking for optimal performance, because... Uh, the big thing with the big thing, yeah, with the data and the social is that when you're advertising on these platforms, the data will give you, you know, pretty close to real time feedback as to how well your content uh, is resonating with a particular audience. Um, we will create content um, that looks to solve the uh, persona's problem, obviously aligned uh, with the brand. We might create um, a surprising amount of versions uh, in relation to content that we distribute on the platform that we're also testing. So very early on, it's about defining who the target market is, what problem we're trying to solve, and measuring you know, what we're doing when we first start and then continually iterating from that point to optimise positions. So even if we've got campaigns out there that are running particularly well, we, mm-hmm. never, set and, we never set and forget. You know, um, yeah, okay. I think there's a there's a term called agile, which is you know I think it, you know relates more to software development and you know project management. Yeah. But we take the same approach to social media advertising. Um, it's never set and forget. It's always iterate, improve, use data to att- to test it, and continue to optimize. Interesting, interesting. And is there a, is there a platform that you find works better um, for you guys or um, for a different audience so for example would you say 
Facebook has been the biggest um, benefit to your business or and is it declining or is it still still in full full motion? Yeah, that's a really good question. So, listen, I, I, you know, when it comes to advertising um, on social media, in terms of, of a platform and in terms of putting your content in front of people, there probably isn't a better platform in the market than Facebook. But when I talk about Facebook, I, I talk about Facebook and its suite of products. And what I mean by that is, you know, you, you, you have to consider Instagram, you have to consider mm-hmm. Messenger. Um, and everything that Facebook does. So um, a lot of these days, or at the moment, I think a lot of people see Instagram as its own sort of separate platform. And whilst that's true, it's still very much part of the Facebook family. Yeah, um, yeah. So, when, so when we talk about Facebook, you know, we do mean uh, the Instagram as well, yeah. which is having exponential growth and, and continuing to roll out an abundance of new features. Interesting. And is there, is there any platforms that you are seeing coming up in the market, even whether it's in Australia or globally? Like, um, It was funny, I was at a family dinner a couple of weeks ago, and my niece was literally just eyes on her phone for the whole afternoon because she was playing around on TikTok. And I was going, what? Is, what? Is, I've never even heard of TikTok. And it just goes to show that sometimes you need to look wider than your own audience to see what's trending and what's growing it's like the industry i'm in in food you kind of have to venture out to different cultures and different um areas of the world to see what's growing and what people are talking about are you seeing any other platforms that you're looking into or kind of people should be aware of that will probably be making noise in a couple of years yeah, that's a really interesting comment, and you probably stole my thunder then, Ben. But, you know, TikTok is the platform you should absolutely be watching. Yeah, okay. um, Its growth, as you probably know, if you've had a look into it since uh, since the weekend, is exponential. Um, you know, I think last time I checked, I was sort of at like five or yeah, five or six hundred million yeah, uh, users. Yeah, since so it's, it's, fa- it's such a fascinating platform that's just kind of – appeared well it's not appeared out of nowhere it's just no it's a younger generation uh that <laughs> has been downloading it so from from what i believe you're the expert so it'd be great to hear your yeah your thoughts well i think uh you know um i think you know musically was acquired um by i think it's called flight dance technology company which owns okay. tiktok um, and Musical.ly was growing exceptionally well at that particular time um, itself as its own platform, and that was rising quite rapidly. Um, but then it's, you know, uh, TikTok acquired it. And, and, you know, I didn't know that it had this sort of uh, capacity in it at the time. But the, the, the biggest thing with social um, and or social media is, and people can often over, overthink this in some respects, you know, what is the next best uh, next biggest platform or what platforms to use but the analysis is very simple um, in its construct if you want to stay up to date with you know what platforms are growing and how well they're growing uh, the simplest way to to tackle that is just hit the itunes store and see the most downloaded apps um, in that area at the time and all of a sudden when you see a new one like tiktok appear it means that as a marketer you should be watching what's going on in that platform so i believe tiktok yeah, yeah. So Fascinating. Yeah. Something, something so easy as just doing that. And a lot of people forget that the simple things work. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like, you know, the billboard charts or whatever the case may be. But 
you know, if, if you're watching the apps and as they rise um, and something's got some steam to it, you know, it's going to hang around that top 10 for some time, which is what TikTok's doing. And uh, so, yeah, I think if you're marketing to a younger generation, I believe they've just started to ro- or just rolled out their ad-based platform. Okay. So, um, which means that, you know, the reality for that, Ben, is is usually those who move first and move early in relation to those platforms and their target market are the brands who win. Um, yeah, okay. The biggest thing about social media at the end of the day is being able to execute quickly. Um, whether it means that, you know, Instagram have rolled out advertising and you've got content ready for that or Instagram are doing checkout on Instagram, which is, you know, not too far in the future, or TikTok has just rolled out the ability to advertise on the platform, making sure that you execute early will give any brand an advantage. Interesting. And you, you, you deal with numerous different brands and companies. When you see brands trying to do social media or businesses trying to do social media, what would you say is for the people listening, for the startups who are who are listening to this podcast and businesses listening to this podcast, what would be your biggest no-nos um, for trying to do a, an online strategy uh, to grow the business? Is there, is there anything that springs to mind as to just just stop doing this or or more do more of uh, something is there any key call outs that you'd say yeah there's probably two key call outs that i'd say one is um you, you know the biggest mistake i see brands make is you know they've got a product a service or some sort of offering and they want to talk about that and whilst that's great they're, they're wanting to have a conversation about what they've done the conversation should really be about the problem they're solving or the benefit they're offering. And, uh, you know, that's the, that's one of the biggest mistakes I see, you know, not thinking about or having the empathy uh, okay. for, the, uh, for the consumer in terms of what they're looking for. Um, so that's one of the biggest mistakes. The other biggest mistake I see is vanity metrics, you know, uh, going for okay. things like likes, you know, you know, I had 40 people like, you know, all or 400 or 4,000 <laughs> yes. like that post. Great, but how much did that mean in terms of bottom line revenue, right? Yeah, very true. Um, you know, it, these are marketing advertising platforms and that's the goal. So stay away from vanity metrics and make sure that your content is engaging the consumer in, in the way that they want that content engaged. And be conscious that social media is a two-way conversation. And the more that you can generate conversation interest shares etc the better your advertising will work i think one of the things you know while i'm on that point ben is if you have content that's performing particularly well in terms of resonating with an audience facebook um and some of the other platforms are starting to do this but facebook offers what's called a relevant score okay. a relevance a relevant score is a score between one or ten as to how well your content is actually being received by your audience the higher you can get that number to a 10, the better your content's being received. But what we've also typically seen is not only is the better your content is received on that platform, but the cost of distributing your content actually goes down as well because it is well received. So you're reducing friction on that platform. You're keeping users engaged, obviously, longer on the platform because the content's resonating. Um, and you should really be looking at that. If people are engaging with your content outside of, you know, just liking it uh, and truly engaging with it, you know, that's one of the things that brands should consistently look for. 
just to finish off the podcast, um, if if anyone's listening and wants to get in touch to grow their brand awareness and business, what's the best way of uh, getting in contact, Matthew? Yeah, so the, the website is digitalstand.com, no AU. Um, just simply uh, hit us up on the website um, and, and fill out the form and we'll be happy to talk to uh, anyone who engages. Fantastic. And yeah, it's a great, easy to use website and uh, really, really makes uh, the messaging clear of what you're doing. So I just want to say thank you very much for dropping those knowledge bombs. I've I've learned a lot and uh, I just find it a fascinating world and I just cannot believe how fast it has grown in uh, how many years, six, seven years that you've been working it. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I'd love to speak to the people who doubted you to say that's um social media was uh, not going to be the next big thing so that there'll be interesting conversations that you'll have with uh, people around you anyway so yeah. <laughs> i think those people have changed their view but i don't blame them i guess it's like anything new ben you know when it starts to grow people sort of like you know it's a bit like the early days of computers i'm not sure they'll take but it turns out they did you know so yeah. it's like anything you know so um yeah but it's all good and it's been a pleasure talking to you this morning as well Thank you, and have, have a great day, and uh, yeah, look forward to speaking to you in the near future. Thanks, Ben. Cheers, thank you.